0: Now, once again, here's Mark. Well, welcome back, everybody. Four minutes after the hour, 11 o'clock. We have another hour of the uh, car repair store. It's actually called Under the Hood with Mark Salem. But you're welcome to join us, 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960, and we'll help you out the very best we can. And we, we start off with year, make, and model, and then we talk about symptoms. That's the easiest way to get where we're at it's not important unless I ask you about what you've done already because clearly you still have the problem. And so we'll we'll kind of just work our way around that. Let me tell you uh, uh, about a really good shop up in North Phoenix and that's Action Auto Repair at I-17 in Deer Valley. I've known Tom since 1983. I know he's honest. I know he's dependable. I know he knows right from wrong and he has ASC certified technicians. So if you're up near Deer Valley which he serves Deer Valley in the North Phoenix area. If you're up near Deer Valley, you're up near Deer Valley and I-17. He's on the northwest corner, and the name of it again is Action Auto Repair. Jerry, good morning. How can I help you?
1: Good morning, Mark. My question is more of a curiosity on jump-starting a diesel. Since you have two batteries, do you need two battery packs?
0: Um, you know, I got to tell you something. I don't know. Not too long ago, I have a tractor with two batteries. And it's a diesel. And um, my son had given me this black box. And he said, this is the newest thing. And it's got all this high-performance stuff in it. I have used it before on motors that are not cold. And so I put it on, and I got them started. And a couple of them have been diesels, but they're four-cylinders. And they're not like the 6.7 Dodge i am got. And it's not like the M11 in my big truck, uh, Cummins. So not too long ago... I left the dome light on it in my big truck and when I went out there and so it has two giant group twenty sevens. These are big dogs. And so I got that thing and I put it on there and I thought, you know, I better let it sit for a little while. So I walked over to the barn, got my voltmeter, went back and I just stuck it on there and we were at thirteen volts. So I thought, hmm, that's kinda cool. So I it's I hit it and it started. I can tell you that I have one of those little red ones that you hold, your, hold in your hand and it has a little bitty meter in the front and it has two jumper mm-hmm. cables on the side or two cables with the clamps. It would have never started that big truck, never in a million mm-hmm. years. I don't know the name of it, but the answer to answer your question bluntly is, is you're probably going to need two different sources of power. I don't think you're going to, and if you've looked inside many of those jump boxes, we have a motorcycle battery in there. I mean, it looks just the same battery as I've got in my Goldwing. So it's not exactly something that's great, but this box that my son gave me is different. Now, if you want to call him, Salem Boys Auto, ask for Alan. I think it's pretty expensive, though. But you can at least talk to him and ask him some specifications. Where maybe you can get on the internet and find something with this amp hour, with this voltage, so forth, and, and CCA, and then you could find something that matches this. So, if in an exaggerated way, this ten thousand dollar box, you might be able to find for two hundred, just in okay, exaggerated.
1: Jared. Thank you for the information.
2: Because okay, um,
1: Then a, a thousand amp peak, one of those little battery charger, I mean battery booster things. Is that a decent amount
0: of amperage? 1,000 amps? Mm-hmm. It says
1: 1,000 peak amps.
0: Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's... Yeah, your starter's going to draw, depending on whether it's cold or hot, and the engine's cold or hot, it's going to draw two or 300 amps. And I'm trying to get in the middle of the low and the right. end. So... I got you. Yeah, that, that's... I'm surprised. Now, you know what you've done. I'm not going to like you today because I'm going to go out and... Go into the barn and grab both of mine to see how they stack up about <laughs> yours. <laughs> and, and, and I don't know, but I'll tell you what—I'll I'll share with you. Mark at marksalem Mark at MarkSalemLikeThisCigarette.com com. Send mm-hmm. me your email address, and I'll share you with, with the ones I've got. Oh, okay, and, Thank uh, you right and much. I'll share. And I—I I know one of them I'm happy with, and the other is good for everything else. It's good for my lawnmower. It's good for my um, my motorcycles, but it's not going to start. I don't think it's going to start either one of my diesels. So, Okay, Jerry, thank you very much. Mark at MarkSalem.com. And that was a question I've never had before. Never, never, never had before. Um, when it comes to diagnostic, I hope that during this radio show, you kind of understand that there is a process. And, folks, there's a lot of technicians out there that are as smart as me or even smarter. There's a lot of them. They're seasoned, they're younger, and they started right into fuel injection and and automatic timing control and oxygen sensors, where us older guys started with the 55 Chevys with points and condenser and the 235 six-cylinder with no air conditioning and a PowerGlide three-speed transmission. So we started there. It's true that we have a better handle on the fundamentals because we've gone through from really what it is, the, the Stone Age and the Dinosaur Age to the Microsoft Age. That's really what me and my peers have gone through. No, it's not even true, because there's older cars than what we worked on, which is the 50s, the 50s. That's what my age group has was out there working on. Um, but there's some older cars even before that. So I think our knowledge of the 50s and the 40s translates to the 10s and the Model Ts, but I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I'm sure someone will let me know, but I'm not sure. But we do have a caller. Who might that be?
3: Say hello to Daryl.
0: Daryl, good morning. How are you? Hey, good. Hey,
1: my wife's car is a 2012 Buick Enclave. Okay. Water pump went out on it, so I replaced that, which that went fine. I had to take off the uh, uh, right front. Uh, wheel to get access to it. Mm-hmm. Of course I jacked it up and took the wheel off, blah blah blah. When I put it all back together, the front end was just kinda like bouncing. Instead of riding smooth, it was kinda like bouncing like your like the shock absorbers didn't want to work anymore. It was really bizarre. I mean, my wife said, This isn't right. This feels like you're riding in a buckboard. And uh what what uh i don't understand what could have happened between just jacking the car up, and one guy told me that he thought that I had extended the the shock absorber too far, and now it wasn't happy
0: um so i i don't I don't agree with that because we have stops on the height and the drop, and right. I don't think by by jacking the car up by the uh cradle, which is the frame underneath it. I don't think you're putting the shock absorber in a place that it's not been before, so yeah. and 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 if you pull the shock apart, you're usually going to have a big mess of oil, and if you pull the shock apart, I'm not quite sure. It's not. It's it's going to take some time to pump all the oil out of it. So I'm not quite sure this is going to be an immediate yeah. thing. Um,
1: yeah, the shocks look clean. They're not dripping oil.
0: Yeah, I I um, think. Can we go back to the tire and the wheel? Mm-hmm. I mean you got the tire centered on the hub and oh, yeah. and it's flush against I know but I've heard that before from my own technicians sure. I think what you should do is is you should have you should drive that and on and tomorrow morning you guys go out on a on a deserted road main neighborhood or whatever and and you stay close to the left front tire and your wife drives and and then you're on the phone together and then you watch to see what happens and mm-hmm. you've diagnosed it as the shock absorber. I'm not quite sure that there isn't other things that it could be. But here's what we need to see. If you're driving and you're watching the right front tire of this car, and she says that it, it's there, it's there, it's there, and you can't see it, then I'm not quite sure I agree with your diagnosis. Because if the shock absorber is bad, there's going to be a heck of a racket. It's going to be there all the time. And sure. you're going to be able to see it.
1: Is there something so. on those... 2012 enclaves, but they've got something electronic controlling uh, how the front end responds.
0: No, and you're conditions. asking questions that can only be answered after we fix it, and I suggest to you that you don't want to redirect your shop that way. Don't yeah. don't have them start looking at technical service bulletins, campaigns, and recalls on your car because you're going to spend 125 to $150 for the pleasure of that. And I would suggest Mm. that you just take them for a ride, insist on taking them for a ride, showing them what you're talking about, because when he fixes it, he damn well better go drive that to make sure the symptom's (laughs) gone. Yeah. Because that's what repair's all about. So all your questions will be answered, but you just need to have somebody look at it.
1: Okay, thank you. All
0: right, you betcha. Good luck to you. That was a good interchange. That was a good interchange, because I think we'll send him on the path. What I don't often get... Well, I don't get 90% of the time is feedback about, am I close? (laughs) And I think I'm going to be most of the time I'm going to be close. But then again, sometimes I'm not. Okay, Gil, I'm ready. All right, your next caller is Ken. Ken, good morning.
4: Good morning. I have a couple of Chevys, a Chevy truck that's like a 07 and a Chevy Malibu, or a Monte Carlo that's 07. Both of them have the engine, engine lights on. On the Chevy... I mean, I've replaced the canister. Nope, and
0: the nope, valve. nope, 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 nope. We're not doing that. Give me the code, and let me ask questions.
4: It's the EP evap code.
0: Okay. And you can replace everything until you're dead, and chances of you finding that are slim.
4: I know. It's- I. That's I, I, why I quit doing it.
0: <laughs> okay. It, this is pretty easy. You're going to feel really bad, because you've already spent more money than most of us would charge you to diagnose it. Um,
4: <laughs> well, my friend has a garage, um, Burton auto, and on these type of uh he's selling his business. He got it from his dad. He's, he's tired of working on the cars, but it's been, it was a good place to work. I mean, he, good buddy. Okay, of my, all right, well, let's me. get
0: past that. What did he say? He
4: he sent me to the, um, Larry, uh, auto electric on, uh, 35th Avenue. Larry's,
0: Okay, uh,
4: all right. Kind of, uh, they're, they're
0: kind of expensive. Uh, did they fix the car? Let's let's just forget all this other stuff. Did they fix the car? Um, when oh, that's I first a yes took or no. There,
4: no, okay. No, when I first took them there, they, they found it was a different problem. It was the battery was draining <sighs> and the car was off. Okay, now I've got this, this engine light on, and I want to know where I could take it and not okay. get raped.
0: Wait a minute. The engine light is at the end of your story.
4: That's, that's what's happening now. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to okay. confuse
0: you. all right. Well, all that front side, we're going to shove that away. What we got is you're driving down the road, you got a check engine light or a check engine light on, and it's an evap code. Yeah.
1: Is, is that what truck, we got?
0: Truck. Okay. Yes. All right. All right. We need all that other stuff. We set it aside. The evaporative code has to do with the evaporative system where we suck fumes off the fuel tank and send them forward. There's all kinds of things between the fuel tank and forward. There's all kinds of things. There's the canister. There's the purge valve. There's the vent on top of the tank. Most of the time we start with this as we introduce smoke to the system a dense white smoke we should not see the smoke anywhere so he goes hey all you guys come over here we're doing an evap test plugs in the smoke there's a guy by the right front headlight the left front headlight two guys underneath the hood one guy underneath the gas tank pump it full of smoke and the guy at the gas tank goes it's mine that's what happens i can't tell you where the evap code is and i can't tell you whether they were responsible for whatever but i can tell you this once they find it and fix it they can answer a lot of your questions but we just have to do some work. You cannot fix an EVAP code unless you want to spend 500 bucks guessing. And it's going to cost you a lot less to have somebody diagnose it and fix it. 602-508-0960. We're going to take a break and be right back.
2: Hello. I'm Greg May, owner of Phoenix Body Works. For 35 years, we've been demonstrating our workmanship, our honesty, our integrity, and our exceptional customer service. We are blessed to have so many repeat customers who refer their friends and family. We have ethical, loyal technicians who have been with us for years. They are ICAR certified, which means they are up-to-date on the latest technology and techniques. So your repairs meet or exceed industry standards. Our technicians are truly part of our family. We are very capable of fixing your car. We pull off damaged parts. We pull your frame and body mounts back to where they should be. Then we install the new parts. We align both the front and rear end. Then your car is back to the way it was when new. Our customers come from all over the valley. I'm Greg May. Remember, it's your vehicle. You pick the shop, not the insurance company. Phoenix Body Works. We want to be your collision repair specialist. Call us, 623-582-1434. Monday through Friday, 9 to noon on Saturday.
5: This is attorney William J. Wolf, host of Middle East Radio Forum, heard every Sunday at noon here on 960 The Patriot.
2: This Sunday on Middle East Radio Forum, William Wolf will interview Arya Green from Israel and examine whether a new Biden administration will be able to maintain the momentum of the recent peace overtures between Israel and some Arab states. This Sunday, the old, new Middle East. That's
5: Middle East Radio Forum, Sunday at noon on 960 The Patriot.
3: Take the Patriot with you wherever you go. The 960 The Patriot mobile app. Your Alexa, TuneIn, iHeart, and Radio.com. It's your voice of reason 24-7.
5: It takes two of us to deliver a very important message about this radio station. 960 The Patriot. Hi, it's Hugh Hewitt. And this is Dennis Prager. You've heard me talk about the American Trinity, E Pluribus Unum, and God We Trust in Liberty. The three things that set the United States apart. It's a powerful idea, Dennis, and this radio station is a place where powerful ideas and principles thrive every day. We never forget that faith and freedom are part of what make our country exceptional. There are some people in high places who apologize for America. That's something this radio station will never do. When you listen to 960 The Patriot, we promise not to insult your intelligence and to speak the truth. And we'll prefer clarity over agreement. Right. This is what our radio station is all about. And as long as you're there to listen to us, we'll be here for you. Please tell your friends about it. Absolutely tell our sponsors that you appreciate their support for this radio station. Intelligent Talk 960, The Patriot.
0: Hey, parents of children with
6: asthma, here's another hit from the Breathe Easies.
5: Come on and clean up the mold. Whoa.
6: Clean up the mold. Whoa. Mold can trigger asthma. This song may be fun, but childhood asthma is not. Preventing asthma attacks can be as simple as cleaning up the mold and mildew in your house. For more Breathe Easy tips to help stop asthma attacks, go to noattacks.org. Brought to you by the EPA and the Ad Council.
5: Wash your hands, avoid sick people, and touching your face. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Visit cdc.gov slash COVID-19. Brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station.
0: 21 minutes after 11 602-508-0966025080960 Gill I need a yes, caller Yes you, you can't come up with a caller for me
3: Oh um <laughs> uh the, the uh, Ken the last caller uh, Oh okay told me that um he's in the area of Camelback and 16th Street recommends uh from you a shop for him to go to
0: oh oh yeah that's easy that's easy um 16th street and i think it's south indian school or somewhere around there um is martin's auto it's a second generation shop dennis martin started that in a gas station and i've known dennis since 1973 his son dave now runs the shop and he's really, really good. He's really, really good. You just meet him, and you just got to know he's good. So this is not going to be a, a problem with Ken. Um, he's gonna, he's gonna have no problem diagnosing it. Ken just answers his question, and he says, "What about this? Does it vibrate? Uh, if cold? Does it vibrate? Hot?" I, I know this isn't what he's specifically talking about, but those are the kinds of questions we're typically gonna ask. And then when he, when he gets done talking to him, and he asks for the checkout estimate, um, he after he gets the estimate number, he says. Mark Salem said you couldn't fix a car if he spotted you, and uh, that'll make him laugh, and uh, and then he'll send me my commission check of a thousand dollars, and uh, you can believe all of that, but the last sentence. <laughs> oh God, Bill. Good morning to you. What's up? How you doing? How you good. doing? Now
2: you got a uh, 07 Corolla about 115,000 miles, and I got a starting problem. In the last month or so, it seemed to turn the key. It seemed to hesitate and hesitate and then start. So yesterday I thought I'd just pay careful attention and it started right up. It sounded good. I thought everything was fine. Shut the engine down and went in to start it again to go home and nothing happened. No noise, no nothing, nothing. Okay. So then Hi. I called I called AAA. They sent the jumper guy out and he couldn't do <laughs> anything either. So I had it towed. When I went out to get the key from the guy who towed it, he said just for grins, I tried to start it and it started. So I got a problem and I don't know what
0: what is it is wow so i've got hey, let me put that in short form um intermittently it drags the starter intermittently it it just clicks and intermittently it does nothing what do you think mark uh, and um well, yeah because because well, i don't like guys in trucks that come out and put batteries in okay but, i don't yeah. like that i was at mine. the safeway store just a minute Oh, okay. I was at the Safeway store the other day and some lady had a, a jump start problem and some guy in a truck shows up and, and I had already walked over there and I already listened to it and I knew it was a bad connection. And he put his fancy machine on there and condemned the battery, but you know what? He was going to fix it with a new battery because he was going to have to fix the connection. I just shook my head and walked away. I really regret that because I should have grabbed the old lady and pulled her aside and said, you know, let me just... Let me fix it for you real quick. Do you have a garage around here? But I didn't because I didn't want to butt in. So in your particular case, you have two symptoms. You have a no crank, no start, no click, right. and then sometimes it drags the starter. I would right. st- just That's all you need to say. Take it to a shop and have them do a battery test on it. You okay. have to test it when it's bad. So you have to test it. Now, if you want to do it yourself, go get a voltmeter, hook it up to the battery intermittently, and if it draws if it draws the voltage down below 9.6, either the battery can't handle the load or the starter is drawn too much of a load, but 9.6 is the floor. I can't have any... It's not going to work below 9.6. I would really like you to lose a half a volt. So you're going at 12 and maybe you go to 11.5 to 11 and it cranks right. and starts. The clicking noise means that we either have low voltage, bad connection or bad battery, or the solenoid's not working. So if you want, get a hammer and next time it click, click, clicks, hopefully somebody's there with you. Just find the starter. You can find it by following the battery, positive battery cable. You'll see the starter and the solenoid. I want you to gently tap the solenoid and the starter with the hammer. Not enough to dent anything, just enough to tap, tap, tap. Then get in the car and see if it starts. If it does, then you probably put a starter solenoid. I don't think you should put a solenoid. I don't think you should replace the both of them together. Yeah. So that's the speech. And as far as the checkout is concerned, you can go to my website, MarkSalem.com, and go to FAQ 28, and I'll walk you through it. Okay. So it's called a no start or no, or, or click or rr rr and crank slow. They're all going to be talked about. And my website's going to show you how to do it with the headlights. Okay. okay? You're gonna watch the headlights and the headlights will help you diagnose it. So good luck to you. Good luck to you. Folks, it's it's really, really important that that we talk about the symptoms. That's why that front counter stuff is so important. Don't go to a shop where you walk in and say, Dead star, okay, thank you, give me the keys. That's not in your best interest. Does it crank slow? Does it click? Does nothing happen? Those are important questions. We, we need to look at all of that. We need to know why you're saying that. Because the fact of the matter is, is that 50% of the time, it, it's not going to act up for us. And we, we didn't ask you, does it do it cold in the morning or hot? Does it do all the time cold, all the time hot, or is it intermittent? And when it clicks, do you hear anything other than the click? And is the click a real heavy click, or is it just a little click? That's what's all important. Okay, I got something else, and then I'm going to get the other caller. Forty percent of the shops out there right now are great shops. Sixty percent of them do a good job at what they do. It's the middle. It's the middle. The guys that represent their skills levels are much higher than they are. The guys that would say, I'm not the right shop for you. If you brought your Maserati in and every time you turn to a regular radio station on the FM side and the trunk pops I'm not going to work on that for you. I'm going to tell you I'm not the right guy. I've never seen that before. And you have a car that doesn't even represent 1% of the cars on the road. You are best served by somebody that works on this car all the time. That's what it sounds like. Another thing, they're giving free oil changes in a whole bunch of places now. And here's the deal. I'm going to give you free oil changes, but you need to come in every 3,000 miles. You need to be pretty particular about that. Okay, so I'm going to give you a free oil change. I didn't ask you if you have conventional, semi-synthetic, or synthetic. Conventional is changed at 3,000, semi-synthetic at 7,500, and synthetic at between 10 and 12, depending on the car. I'm not asking you that. Am I going to put a cheap oil in your car? Yeah. You're going to come in every 3,000 miles. That's okay, because cheap oil lasts 3,000 miles. But I'm going to get to sell you everything. I get to rotate your tires. I get to check your brakes. You know what? It's time for us to flush your cooling system. And last time you were in, we looked at the transmission fluid, and it's dirty. And you know what else you need? We need to go in there and flush your gas tank and flush your fuel injectors. It's called an RCO, a reoccurring sales opportunity. If anybody that's within the sound of my voice wants a free oil change every 3,000 miles, I'm raising my hand. Because when you come in, we're going to act like them. And we're going to sell you and scare you. That's a bad idea. Pay for your oil changes. Find a good shop. Um, I, I only have a minute, and so I can't really... Who's the next caller? Uh, Tony. Tony, I'm going to apologize because my long-winded dissertation and rant took up almost the whole last minute that I'm allowed to. And like we're right now, 14:15, and he wants me out in 45 seconds. And Gil uses bad words when I don't hit my marks. And there's only really two marks I got to hit exactly. That's exactly 30 minutes after the hour. And then at 58 minutes and 58 seconds, I got to be gone. So Gil, like I said, he uses bad words when I don't hit my marks, 34, 35 thirty six, but Tony, you're gonna to be my first caller and I just I'll give you all the, the time you need as long as we stick to the kind of symptoms you're making model of the car. And Gil, I'm five, six, seven, eight, nine.
3: Goodbye. Remember, RainTree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs. They have a machine called the Solette Bench. It's the same jig they assemble your car on. RainTree can put your car back to its pre-loss condition with 100% accuracy. RainTree Auto Repair is a BBB member with a plus rating. RainTree Auto Repair provides free estimates and they'll give you a lifetime warranty on all paint and body work. They use the best Glacerate paint, and it's waterborne paint, so it has no environmental effect. For more information, stop by Raintree AutobodyINC.com.
2: Your business is ready
6: for a reboot, a recharge. The way our companies operate has changed. The changes haven't been easy, but there's help. The marketing team at Salem Surround gives you the tools needed to stand out and be visible to current and potential customers online right now looking for what you do. We can design a plan that targets potential customers with proven marketing strategies. Learn more at surroundphoenix.com. Surroundphoenix.com, connecting you with new customers.
5: This week in the Town Hall Review with you, Hewitt. brought to in partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. The U.S. Capitol comes under attack.
3: Immediately told one of my
1: uh, able staff to uh, bring me uh, a leatherman that contains a weapon that I can use in
5: myself and other senators. Join us for our program. Sign up for our podcast at townhallreview.com. Sundays at 7 p.m. on KKNT 960 The Patriot. I'm a firefighter. A teacher. I'm a farmer. I'm a barber.
3: A waitress. A mom. We're all part of your community. Every day we move in and
1: out
5: of each other's busy lives.
2: It's easy to take for granted all the little moments
3: that make up our everyday.
4: Some are good, others not so much.
3: But that's life. It's when you experience a moment of uncertainty. Something or someone's behavior that doesn't seem quite right.
5: These are the moments to take a pause.
3: Because if something doesn't feel right, it's probably not. It's not about paranoia.
4: Or being afraid.
3: It's about standing up and protecting our communities.
4: One detail at a time.
3: Because a lot of little details can become a pattern.
4: We. We. We.
5: We trust our instincts.
4: Just like you should.
5: Because only you know what's not supposed
3: to be in your everyday.
2: So protect your everyday.
3: If you see something suspicious, say something to local authorities.
2: I'm a veteran. My victory was admitting I had PTSD
3: and getting help. As America's veterans face challenges, DAV is there. I no longer see it as a weakness, but as a sign of strength. I call it post-traumatic growth. DAV provides a lifetime of support helping veterans of every generation get the benefits they've earned.
6: I am a veteran. I lost both legs in Vietnam.
3: Every year, DAV helps more than a million veterans so they can reach victories great and small.
6: My victory was getting my benefits and a good education. I'm a veteran. When I got out, I felt like Nora was safe. My victory was finding the help I needed. But there's
0: more to be done and more victories to be won.
3: Thanks to DAV, now I feel like I'm human again. Help support more victories for veterans. Go to DAV.org.
6: Oh, boy.
0: I want to tell you something. Gil, go ahead. You're dying to tell him. Go ahead. Tell him.
3: You were uh, into the break 10 seconds earlier than usual, Mark.
0: That's fine, Gil. That's fine. Thank you. Thank you for embarrassment. Folks, I'm counting down the time. I'm supposed to be out at 30.00, 30 on the button, 30 minutes below at the bottom of the hour. And Gil says I came. I ducked, ducked out at, at <laughs> 10 seconds early. And I'm looking at my clock, and I did. And I was bragging to you guys about how good of a radio guy I am. And so I bail out early. Gil goes, you have another 10 seconds. (laughs) Oh God! Here's the good news. Let me tell you a little bit about radio. My first break is at 17. I can be 16, 17, 18. Heck, I've gone 19 sometimes. No one cares. That bottom of that hour at 30.00. I gotta hit it. Then we go into a forty break, and I can be flexible there, but then you get to the fifty-eight fifty. Fifty-eight minutes after the hours and fifty seconds. Gotta hit that one because they got all the commercials and all that other stuff till the top of the hour. So that's what my life is. And I'm, I'm sitting here, I'm trying to keep the dogs quiet, my wife is in the other room drinking herself silly, gills yelling in my ears, and I've got collars. And so you can understand that I am just frazzled beyond belief. But I can still tell you about Autodynamics in Sun City. Family owned and operated since 1982, Chuck Niday and his son Eric. I've known him for a long time. I've known Eric since he was a little boy. He now runs the operation. Chuck and I go back to 1968 in the gas station days. So if you're in Sun City, the only shop I can recommend—let me repeat—the only shop shop I can recommend is Auto Dynamics, and they're on the um, north side of Grand, just west of 99th Avenue. Tony, you're up. How can I help you?
1: Thanks for taking my call, Mark. I, I got that- a <clears throat> maybe a quick oil question. I'm an old gray-haired guy. I'm, i used to deal with a lot of diesels and small gas engines and FE engines. Mm -hmm. The question about oil is what's your thoughts on using diesel rated oil in a conventional gas engine? You know, Rotello's DelVac?
0: Yeah. Um, I don't think that's necessary. I don't know that that would be a problem other than diesel oils have additives to help c- control the soot and the diesels don't run 220 230 240 on the temp gauge like we want gasoline cars to do but i hear you talking about of a, you know a brand and
1: well it doesn't matter like a, the 1540 say I t i kay. used to be in the equipment business and i ran them in everything i own ford fe's down to the small owning engines, gas engines,
0: everything yeah. to, today we 're we're, we're a little bit more particular because for a variety of reasons. The oils are made for a specific use, so we have a zero twenty. My compressor, my air compressor up at the, at the ranch calls for a thirty, but it won't start when it's seventeen degrees below zero. It pops the breaker so about two years ago, I put a zero twenty synthetic in there, It starts up for me every time. I'm not worried about wear on my air compressor. It's the same way with diesels. We got soot. We don't have the temperature we have with gas. But we make a 1540 and a 540 are predominantly diesel oils. But you can go to a 2040 or you can go to a 020. You can do a lot of things. But I agree with you. In the 70s and part of the 80s, our industry could put anything we wanted. And it really didn't make any difference but we're worlds ahead of the 70s with carburetors and points into the 80s with electronic mixture controls on a stupid carburetor and then into the 90s where we break into fuel injections for the first time. So to answer your question, in a pinch, I wouldn't have any problem putting a diesel oil in my lawnmower. I wouldn't have any problem putting a 1540 or or a 540 into anything I own. But if I'm going to take it into the shop, I pretty much want to stick with the oil that the manufacturer called for. Will it hurt the motor? Probably not. Would it cause the motor to fail? No. So what's the benefit of not using an oil that makes me feel good? Not really nothing. There's no benefit. There's a little bit of a risk. That's all. And then keep in mind that Mobile Shell, Phillips 66, and Chevron pretty much make all the base stock. So all the oils come from one of those guys. And all, everybody puts a drop of additive here and a drop of additive here in either a quart, a gallon, or a 50-gallon can. So you can imagine that if we put a drop of additive in a, in a, a gallon can that there's really not a lot in there. So thank you, Tom, for bring, or Tony for bringing up the oil question. Um, It's diesel versus gas and uh, there is a difference today where in the old days we used 30 weight and everything and then of course in the diesels we'd we'd use something else. Gil, what did you say? Oh, you're being smart now, aren't you? One minute. Well first of all, let me tell you how bad my day's been. Um, I helped my wife move some stuff today and I came home and and Tommy was here working on the barn, and uh, he's, he's helping me paint it. And I ran the dogs, and then I came in the house and th- thought I'd go ahead and get a piece of coffee cake, and there was a little coffee left. And Gil calls me, and it's 10 o'clock, and I'm supposed to be on the air at 6 or 7 after. I haven't turned the studio on. I haven't gotten any paperwork. I haven't done anything. I've completely lost track of time. So Gil calls me, and he says, Are you ready? And I go, And I look at the clock, and it's 10 o'clock. And I said, no, I'm not. I'll get with you in a minute. And so I said, be prepared to run a bunch of commercials while I fire up the studio and get all my paperwork and everything. But I think we hit our time right. But then afterwards, um, the connection to my radio equipment has a transformer on it. And I look over, and there's sparks and fire coming from wires that had melted and had uh, caused So I unplugged it. And so now I'm running on battery power and I, do the grace of God, I think we're going to make it because I was able to separate the wires and put a a business card between them. Then I put it on the desk so I could see that if it did catch fire again, that I could just unplug it again. So that's what my day has been. Now, one other thing I want to tell you is when we come back, I'm going to talk to you about a door, a passenger door uh, or a car door for a truck. And every time you pull it shut, it pops. And when I get to it, there's a blob of grease the size of a grapefruit. And it still pops. And I fixed it with a hammer. So when we come back, I'll tell you why. Have you ever felt like you were
5: living a life meant for someone else? If you're sick and tired of living a life that feels like a prison sentence and you're willing to entertain the idea that there's more out there for you, then tune in to the Think, React, Lead Show, Sundays at 1 p.m. Follow keynote speaker, best-selling author, and CEO Dom Falset. Each week, he pushes you past your limiting beliefs for increased success. It's the Think, React, Lead Show, Sundays at 1 p.m. on 960 The Patriot.
3: Take the Patriot with you wherever you go. The 960 The Patriot mobile app. Your Alexa, Tune in, iHeart, and Radio.com. It's your voice of reason 24-7. Music is
5: a
0: bridge between the material and the spiritual. My name is Harvey Lauer, and I'm 82. As a blind person, you have to be aware that nobody can tell you what you can or can't do. You really have to try things. My folks got me a little radio in 1940, and that was the best Christmas present I ever got. When I was 11 years old is when I started to uh, play music, play the piano,
4: and then the accordion, and then the cello. My wife, who was also blind, was a good
0: cook. When she died, that's when I started Meals on Wheels. America, let's do lunch.
3: One in six seniors faces the threat of hunger, and millions more live in isolation. Drop off a hot meal and say a quick hello. Volunteer for Meals on Wheels by donating your lunch break at americaletsdolunch.org. This message brought to you by Meals on Wheels America and the Ad Council.
6: Welcome back to The Dog Show. Up next, we have Satchmo. Satchmo is a member of the Shelter Pet Group. That's right, a group known especially for their couch-snuggling, ball-chasing, face-licking, tail-wagging, backyard-hanging, and, of course, companionship. And what breed would you say Satchmo is? I'd have to go with maybe a lavish terrier-hound-chihuahua-looking kind of mix. Tremendous dog. Mm -hmm. I'd also like to point out Satchmo's coloring. A white, grey, brown, black brindle. Simply marvelous. You know, it's such a treat to watch a dog like this. Now, let's see him in action. Look how he makes eye contact with his person. That's actually known as the treat stare. How intuitive. And now he appears to be excitedly turning in circles. Ah, oh, the happy dance, so common with this group. And finally, the loving face lick. It's great how he just gets in there and, well, licks. Fantastic. But really, the best way to know an amazing shelter pet like Sachma is to meet one. Visit the shelterpetproject.org today. Adopt. Brought to you by Maddy's Fund, the Humane Society of the United States, and the Ad Council. You don't need to get a second job as a stuntman to save money. We need a new stuntman! You just need FeedThePig.org. Don't get left behind. Get tips and tools at FeedThePig.org. Brought to you by the American Institute of CPAs and the Ad Council.
0: You know, I like to talk to you about things going on in my world, and right now, when I get done... Um, I'm going to go jump off a bale of hay because I just have had the worst morning. But let me tell you about a really good shop. Blackwell Automotive is up in the northeast part of the community. I don't really have anybody up there in that northeast Scottsdale area except Blackwell, 40th Street and Greenway. It's not that there's not good shops up there. It's just that you have to pass a pretty rigid examination and some of the shops haven't been in business long enough. Some of the shops don't have ASC certified technicians. So there's lots of that kind of stuff. But Blackwell can hold that area down good. He's really good at what he does. He does normal cars. He does motorhomes. He does hot rods. So if you've got an old Mustang and you want to talk to somebody about some kind of a alteration or you've got a problem where it's blown blue smoke and only on Tuesday afternoons, then Blackwell's your guy. Blackwell Automotive, 40th Street and Greenway. Good guy. And I've known Tom for 25 years. I've known most of these shops for a very, very long time. Okay. Speaking of my best car repair shop list, I'm not even on it. I'm not even on my own list. I'm not here to thump my chest and tell you I'm the only car in this county that can fix, or the only shop in this county that can fix your car. That's just not what this is about. This show since 1988 in this community is about helping you understand what you say and what you don't say and look at all the options and lay them down for you so if you say if somebody says you've got the the uh, connection at the top of the tank is we that's where the smokes coming from and the o-rings probably bad and that's the reason why your evaporative systems not working and so you're taught to say so let me get this straight for 122 dollars you're gonna fix the problem you're gonna reset the light yes thank you and it's that lights not gonna come on with the same code or anything similar to it yes mister Salem yes the answer is yes I'm gonna fix the light and I'm gonna fix the problem that caused the light and the lights not gonna come on with that code unless it's a year from now and something else fails in your evaporative system so it's really important that this isn't a chest thumping time for me to tell you that I'm the best tech in the town because I'm not What I am is is I'm experienced, and I can communicate with folks and and use the language you understand because I've been in the media since, like I said, 1988. So this is what I enjoy. And by the way, I don't get paid for this either. I've been doing it all my life for free. So most important, I'm not on my own list. So if you go to MarkSalem.com and you go to Best Car Repair Shops, you're not going to find me. So I'm not the best guy in town. I'm sending you to the guys I know are very, very good. Okay, we've got a couple other things here is those free oil changes. I want you to know what they're doing. Here's the problem. In the seventies and the eighties and nineties, we changed oil every three thousand miles. We got to we got a chance at you every three thousand miles. We could tell you windshield wipers, tire rotations, front brakes, rear brakes, oil leak concerns, air conditioning that's not right, air conditioning leaks right over here where the expansion valve. And we had all that opportunity. Today, what's different? Your oil changes, 7,500 to 15,000 miles. So all of a sudden, we don't see you as often as we can. Our business volume drops. We've got technicians standing around. And it's because we don't see you with the regularity that we used to. So we have to do marketing. And we have to go through this. And we have to figure out a way to get you in. So we're going to bring you in every 3,000 miles for an oil change. Now, never mind your owner's manual says that it that oil should be a synthetic. Never mind that the synthetic oil change, depending on how many quarts of oil, can be $125. Never mind all that. A conventional oil change is still thirty-nine ninety-five, forty-five ninety-five. So I can bring you in. I don't put the synthetic oil in your car. I'm going to put conventional. I'll cover you during that three thousand miles. But I get a chance to sell you something—a tranny service. Let's flush your injectors. Let's adjust your valves. These are all high-profit ideas. Uh, m- i-profit needs. It's not that we're kicking butt and making money on them. It's just that the risk is small, the reward is fine. So we get paid and the risk is of us messing up or pretty slim. So if I could do maintenance all my life, I would. But my fleet of cars is, is real heavy and cars under warranty. So the only thing the warranty doesn't cover is oil changes and windshield wipers and tire rotations and brakes. So if we do a tire rotation, we look at your brakes. If you want somebody to check your brakes, ask them how much a tire rotation is. You don't want to say, I wanted you to check my brakes because they, it, that bill might be bigger than a tire rotation. <laughs> it's the same thing. It's the same thing. So And you should have your tires rotated every other time you have your oil change. So those are the kinds of things. that. But if every time you go into your shop, you get a laundry list of things to do and you didn't give them any symptoms... You didn't say that you had a vibration in the right rear of the car, but they're going to fix one. You didn't say that you had anything leaking on your driveway or in your garage, but they're going to fix one. So those are the guys in our industry that make it kind of tough for the rest. No different than doctors, oh God, lawyers, how many, how many good guys do you have to go through before you find a good one? And I'll get trouble for that, but I don't care. Actually, I work with lawyers every day, and there's some really great lawyers out there. Really great lawyers. I had one the other day that says, when you write your report, you better tell me the truth. I don't want you to blow smoke up my skirt. And I said, you don't have to worry about that. And I've worked for him before, and I know he's just doing that because he wants to wind up my underwear. But there's been many times on a legal case where I'm hired to look at this case that involves the failure of brakes, And I look at it, and I say to the lawyer, I'd rather be on the other side. I really, I don't want to be on your side. I'd rather be on the other side. And the good ones will say, well, that's okay with us, but we want to know where our weaknesses are at. What do you see that makes you say that? I'm okay with that. That's good business. So it really has to do with whose interests do they have first, yours or theirs? That's really what it boils down to is yours or theirs. And like I jokingly said at the beginning of the show, if you want a free oil change and you're going to come in every 3,000 miles and I can put the cheapest oil that I can in your brand new Lexus, then I'm game for that. And I'm kidding you. I'm not. So, you know, there's a lot of car work out there. And if you have a big fleet of cars, if you have a lot of families doing business with you and you've got mom's car and dad's car and maybe you've got the college student's car and you've got his 16-year-old son's car and all that kind of stuff, i got enough business. And so do the rest of the guys. we got enough business to keep us alive. So the pandemic, I've asked some guys about that. I, I I'm gonna give you the bird's eye view. All of us took a beating the first quarter of this year. Well, actually the last quarter of last year and the first quarter of this year, so for six months we've we've taken a beating. There's a lot of us that are still here. To be honest with you, I don't know anybody who isn't here. So we're we're all okay, but there was a time where business was down forty percent and all of us were starting to think about furloughing some of the technicians or terminating some of the technicians because we don't have work for them. There's a lot of things that we were all thinking about doing because we didn't know how long this would last. But in April for whatever reason things blossomed for the our auto repair industry. I mean our parts houses were calling us up and asking us if we, they could sell us a box of air filters. It was that bad. So the idea is, is that we're back. Most of us are busy and i've heard from other shops and i'm not the i'm not the center of everybody's shop i have lots of friends in the business as you can well imagine and i call them and they call me we all measure our sense self against one another and there's a couple guys out there that lie through their teeth and they tell us how they're kicking butt and making all kinds of money spending about talking about spending money somebody sent me a video the other day in an attempt to market a particular automotive product to me. There's someone on the video that says that this piece of equipment allows us to speed up the repair. And we have figured that the speeding up of the repair saves us $59,000 a year. Now, in the process of this movie that they sent me to sell me this piece of equipment, um... (laughs) there's this person from Phoenix and they're the ones that are talking about this and they flash up this mathematical equation but you've all seen it before you can really read it it's gone but with today's technology you push the back button and you go back and freeze it and what it was was is their average ticket price was like 196 and then somehow or another there was this mathematical formula that says that if we can knock um 20, twenty minutes or an hour i don 't remember what the number was it was in minutes if we can knock if we can if we can do sixty minutes more a day in the entire shop working on cars we're going to make fifty nine thousand dollars a year more and and the reason why is because you it's going to be faster i 'll give you an example, a stupid example instead of draining your oil and standing there and wait till it's drained this and this is not the truth i 'm using an example this machine's going to go to the drain plug and suck all the oil out of the engine. <laughs> Therefore, you're going to gain 3 minutes every day. And that 3 minutes at your labor rate of $150 an hour, wow. It's going to make $59,000 a year. I I don't know. That's just the worst of our industry that's just that just that's just silly first of all i there's not too many guys out there with 196 or 194 or even 190 dollar average ticket price there's too many oil changes out there too many tire rotations out there so i don't know you get to see what i see and you get to hear what i think and if it's okay with you i'll continue to dump my brain on top of you who's on the phone gil say hello to les les good morning
1: Good morning, Mark. Really enjoy your program. We've been you. talking about oil, and uh, I just came back from the the dealership. I have a Cadillac XT5, 2018. Went in for normal uh, oil, tire rotation, and so forth. No big deal. But then they said, you know, for forty nine dollars more, we can give you an oil booster. And I want to know what your opinion aside from the upsell is. That really something that that's needed.
0: Two things. (laughs) Oh, God. This is what you say. Everybody says, forget your Cadillac teacher. You'll get the point. Everybody says that this is going to make your car better. But then on the other hand, they're going to want to do stuff that doesn't appear in your owner's manual. And this fancy dancy special lubricant is just a profit center. It's a huge profit center. But I'm an oil expert for Vavoline and Chevron. I know how to make a quart of oil out of the base stocks and all the additives. I've done that before, and it passed the API tests. I know what oil does, and I want to tell you something. You can have five quarts of oil in your car, and I can dump a half a coffee cup of some special additive, and that additive will take all the rest of the oil out of specification. Are you sure you want to challenge the engine? Now, what's really funny if you want to play games with the shop then next time you come in and you say, "Hey, I got this gasoline additive and it is just great," and everybody says this is great. So hand them, a, hand them something, whatever. Hand them a antifreeze container and say this has special stuff in it. And you're going to hear them go crazy. Oh, you can't do that. Oh, you can't do that. I mean, there's nothing in the owner's manual that says that you should put this elephant pee in the tank of your car. Got it got it's it. Just, it I, is. It was an upsell. It
1: was an up sale, Mark. It was an upsell, forty-nine bucks, and I just kind of questioned. I said, "You know, I'll, I'll, maybe next time, but not today."
0: Or so, you say, uh, "Would you show me in the owner's manual where it says that this kind of a product is appropriate for my car?" Now, let me tell you, a gasoline additive that has alcohol to get the water out of your tank is valid in any car. We got a symptom and we got a fix, but right. this special lotion is going to make. Two things. It's going to make them happy, and it's and it's going to and you're not going to know the difference. So it's just this is the worst of our industry. This is the worst, and I'll tell you, independent guys do it too. We're constantly, people come in and go, here, this machine's going to make you a lot of money. You're going to back flush the back of their intake valves, and you're going to tell them, we're going to show you how to do it, and we're going to take this straw and put it in the liquid, and then we're going to put air pressure behind it, we're going to squirt it in the engine, and we're going to clean off the carbon. Here, look at these. Here's the picture before, and here's the picture after. Well, wait a minute. You're showing me the top of a piston, and you said that this cleans off the back of the valve. Oh, why are you showing me of a picture of this over here when you're saying you're going to clean? That's our industry. So I, and then say, look at my owner's manual. Tell me. The other way around is, is they tell you that you need to flush the intake and you tell them, show me in my, my manual where it says that. And, of course, it's not there. Mark at MarkSalem.com is my email. Mark with a K at MarkSalem, like the cigarette, I'll see you next Saturday right here at 10.